0: Hello and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast, the Kansas City Royals Podcast in association with Inside the Royals. I am Jacob Milham and joining me tonight, I have Inside the Royals Trey Donovan joining me. Trey, how you doing tonight, man? Pretty good. How about you yeah, and- yourself? doing all right it's a it's a rainy sunday night here so that's not a great sign heading into the work week but you know what at least we are heading into the work week with a royal series win the first series win in pretty close to three months which is uh which is very (laughs) very sad when you think about it but hey you know what i i will take it right yeah I mean the series one is a series win especially yeah. against the guardians exactly well hey look it has been it has actually been quite a while since we've sat down and recorded on the rundown um, between the holidays and lucas murphy he has a lot of stuff going on right now uh, but since we last talked um, the i really thought the houston Astros series was pretty fun even though the royals only won one out of um, those four games so I, I believe I don't think that they have another crack at the Astros this year, um, but it was good to it was good to see competitive Royals ball. And that yeah. did translate into the uh, the Cleveland series pretty well. Um, we we just won't talk about Saturday night's game. Right. Trey. No, we'll, well, we'll ignore that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely did not happen. <laughs> the Guardians did not put up a football score on the uh, on the Royals. Um, but look, something that we definitely have to talk about Trey is we do have to talk about the Heasley injury a little bit, because I do think that that impacts us bullpen. Um, Mike Matheny was pretty unforgiving talking about Heasley after the game, um, calling him quote a dead arm. And then earlier today we are recording on Sunday. Heasley got put on the 15 day IL with a quote, right shoulder tendonitis um trey you know what i i may not know my medical terms well but i don't think anything with the itis after it is very good for a pitcher right Uh, that would be correct especially when it's the shoulder yeah that is very true and i trey we were talking a little bit before the podcast um you said i think you said Stallmont had a similar injury is that correct uh
1: well it was he definitely had a I mean, I assumed it was a dead arm issue because he was only for a time there. It's throwing 93, 94 when he's 98 to 100. Yeah. But he went on the IL, I think, for a shin injury, which could have led to a dip in velocity.
0: But OK, it was look, I wasn't. uh I don't know. I just know Stallmont's in, injured right now. <laughs> That's about it. I ain't going to lie to you um but there there are a lot of other dominoes that we should be looking at right now Trey so um Whit Merrifield he did exit today's game a little early um after the game the Royals designated him with some right toe soreness and actually um i believe it was just Justin Anderson of A10 um you you can correct me if i'm wrong yeah. Trey um but he tweeted out a clip where you could see merrifield out in the field kind of rubbing his uh his right foot and limping on it a little bit so definitely it was a nagging injury um but trey what's got me really excited man is that kind of set off a domino effect because (laughs) mysteriously michael massey wasn't in the lineup for the storm chasers and then michael garcia uh down in omaha got pulled from the game as well so trey look put on your tinfoil hat for me real fast. Do you think we're going to see some promotions?
1: We're going to see at least, uh, we actually need to see two because tomorrow's the uh, double header with the Tigers, oh, right? right?
0: Yeah, that it is.
1: So the issue is, I think uh, Mike, uh Michael Garcia is going to be the call up because he's on the 40 man. Michael okay. Massey isn't. So it could just be a day off for Massey. And plus he just got the triple a, so I don't see him rushing see the royals rushing anyone up. Boo. I know. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: Michael Garcia could be interesting. Oh yeah, he he definitely could. He's very very toolsy uh defender, a uh, very much a, a royals guy. Um yeah. and he has been getting it done at the plate this year. I know that was a big question mark for him last year um shameless shameless plug real fast our friends over at royals farm report they have a pretty good profile on michael garcia Um, and while you're over there please check out their 2022 mlb draft guide it has the top 100 prospects in their rankings um their only mock draft before this uh the draft later on this month Um, don't get caught behind know the prospects before they come to kansas city uh, go check out the draft guide. It's only four dollars, man. I really think that's a steal. Trey, have you gotten? Have you been able to look through the guide at all? Uh, not a whole lot. I've been kind of busy recently. <laughs> hey, I. I but I'll you, get man. to it. Yeah. And hey, look. I don't. So I barely am able to keep up with the NFL draft, which only has seven rounds and thirty-two teams. Much less the freaking MLB draft. <laughs> which just goes on and on and on with 30 teams, man. So I think it's a great resource, but anywho's, so Trey going to have you on today to talk a little bit about your deep dive, um, which is on Scott Barlow. And when is that set to drop on inside the Royals? Uh, it's already up actually. It, it dropped okay. on the eighth. Jordan okay. works fast. That's all yes, I can say <laughs> that, that he does. Jordan, Jordan gets stuff done, man. So, Hey, um, we were, so he was, we'll talk about the all-star stuff later on, but Scott Barlow was snubbed from the all-star team, in my opinion. Um, I do have a little bit of a bias, but could you walk us through, like, what are you seeing on the statistical side for Scott Barlow?
1: Well, this year for Barlow has been definitely an odd one. It was, it was very obvious early on in the year that he wasn't throwing his fastball at all. And he wasn't throwing it hard when he throw, threw through it. He was in, like, the 91 to 93 range, which is definitely low for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he was hurt, but I think it was just maybe him warming up due to the whole quick spring training and everything before the season started. Because recently he has been throwing it pretty much normal. Okay. Like 95 plus, everything. Okay, uh good.
0: So his, so my I was about I was about to ask, so what is um what's his stuff looking like? Because I think his stuff was looking a little weak um to go along with this fastball earlier on in the season, but what are you seeing on that front?
1: Uh early on he was definitely struggling, but recently uh he has been shut down with his off speed stuff, and mainly his slider. His slider has been really good this year. Okay. Uh Right. If we go off, this is going to sound really nerdy. (laughs) No, you go for it, man. Based on run values, Mm -hmm. which is pretty much, you know, uh, how much a pitch gives up runs pretty much in layman's terms. uh, It's on a career trajectory or career high trajectory because it's Mm at negative seven right now. His career high is negative nine. Okay. And to add on to that run value per uh, 100 pitches, uh, it's going at a rate of negative 2.6, oh
0: which is God. kind of an insane rate. Yeah, it is. Jeez Louise. Okay. All right. So, I mean, we, we might be, you know, the latter half of the first half. I know that's like a quarter of the season, but we might be looking at the best that Barlow's ever been. Is that right? I, yeah, I think so. Okay, all right, but I mean, I hate to say it, but he is very much a popular um, pick to be traded from the Kansas City Royals. Like, do you, in your opinion, would the Royals be wise to capitalize on his recent um, positive movement? Yes. Okay.
1: It it just makes sense for the Royals to trade Scott Barlow, just because he's. I I always say he's an under underappreciated closer slash back end bullpen guy. Mm-hmm. But competitive teams like those kind of bullpen guys who kind of just go under the radar. Yeah. And I mean, he has a track record. Last year he was stellar. This year he's backed it up, albeit with adjustments. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. he seems to be a popular throw-in. For a Benny trade? Yeah, that he does. So it could be interesting if they do trade him, because if they trade him, Benny's probably
0: in that trade. Maybe well, I mean, Stalmont. Uh, well, I was about to say, um, you know, if Stallmont didn't have the, I think he was a popular pairing with Benny, the Benny Stalmont um, kind of trade package for some prospects. Um, I mean, shoot, if a team wants to move for Benny and Barlow, they better pay up with some with some high value prospects, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Benny's
1: obviously an all-star as announced today. Yep. Barlow was honestly snubbed. I'll I'll agree (laughs) with you there. And, I mean, any competitive team that's looking for outfield help and a good reliever, Mm -hmm. uh, Philly, Toronto, the Yankees, even when the Yankees don't really need a
0: bullpen arm <laughs> yeah that's true it doesn't hurt when it comes to playoff time that that is very true and you know what so i have heard um and you know this is just from reading i'm not important enough to have sources or anything like that um i have heard that a lot of gms and a lot of front offices are kind of focusing on the draft first before really diving all into all into trade season, of course we had the Carlos Santana trade. Um, we had the Robinson Cano trade today, but we're not really seeing like the big chunks of transactions that we're used to. You know?
1: Yeah, we're not gonna get that till last week of July. Yeah, that's typically how it works. But I think it's it's just the teams waiting out mm-hmm See if like
0: a person gets hurt, yeah, or true. they
1: just go on a cold streak.
0: Well, which I mean, shoot, we might be might be wanting to watch these injuries a little bit more closer because, like, let's say if let's say if Merrifield lands on the aisle that might take him, you know, through trade season, so he might not be a viable person to move. So we'll we'll have to watch that. But speaking of trades. Man, I do have to talk about the Carlos Santana trade because the guy, he absolutely mashed a home run for the Mariners last night. Like that, that ball did not come down anywhere close to the fence. Um, and Trey, I thought that was interesting looking at his stats in a Mariners uniform. He's got an OPS plus of 116, while he had a 97 OPS plus for the Royals. Um, I mean, everything's up across the board um, on base percentages up by almost 30 points. Uh, batting average is at 250 right now compared to a 216 batting average. I mean, look, are we uh, should we be looking closer at a out of Kansas City effect similar to the <laughs> pitchers?
1: Uh, maybe. I think Carlos Santana is just on a hot streak right now in my opinion. Okay. Uh, but who knows? Maybe the Alex Zumwalt effect has yeah. just taken over and he's just now the Carlos Santana of old. There you go.
0: He is He is actually reflecting pretty closely some of his um, better years, at least in like his OPS Plus. Like from, I'm looking at most of his years in a Cleveland uniform. He was hovering around like, the uh, one 100 teens, um, low 100s for OPS plus. And, you know, he, he's doing pretty well. So that trade might actually work out for the Mariners who currently have a 45 percent chance to make the playoffs after their current hot streak. So definitely something to watch. They certainly have a better chance than the Royals do this year. I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah, I think our magic number is already a nice
0: e for eliminated <laughs> ah yes that is true i do uh i do love a good simple math problem and the royals have given us that this year unfortunately <laughs> um yeah. look man it is oh first off it is really hard to avoid that saturday night game but we are still going to move right past it um look like i said recording this on sunday night monday Tuesday and Wednesday, we have the Detroit Tigers come to Kauffman. Um, so Monday, we have a doubleheader. First game starts at 1.10 Kauffman Standard Time, um, and then another game following right after that, and then another afternoon game on Wednesday, and the normal 7.10 Tuesday start. Um, Trey, I do have a little... So did you did you sit down and watch most of the game today? Uh, yeah. So I... I do have to ask you this. Was it just me or was there noticeably less people in Kauffman today? Like, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of folks.
1: Uh, there probably wasn't. They probably didn't want to see a, another uh, Saturday <laughs>
0: incident. Okay. All right. Fair, fair. Um, but do you think that the that Royals ownership should be worried about this? You know, there's kind of there's nothing like sexy going on with the team right now. <laughs> Um, it's, I don't know, like you just, just do something. It's like that meme where, where the guy's poking the dead horse with the stick, like, come on, do something.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think the ownership should be a little concerned, especially since, you know, half the starting nine is pretty much the future right now. Yeah. I mean, obviously Vinny j- got caught up a couple weeks ago. He's been struggling a little bit. But I expected that.
0: Well, do, do you want to sit down and talk about Vinny for a little bit? Sure. So I definitely think that, you know, for a guy making his major league debut, I think that he has been doing better than his stat line might indicate. You know, you definitely don't want to see. So let me preface this a little bit more. He's got 45 plate appearances, so we're not talking about, you know, first week jitters anymore. Like he's he should be kind of getting into a, a groove, you know, a daily repetition of, hey, I'm in the lineup today. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to prepare. Um, but a 167 batting average is not great. Um, the 333 on base percentage can certainly play, though. Um, he has. He has drawn more walks and strikeouts, so that is good for a rookie. I mean, are we... Like, should we just be more patient? Do you actually think there's anything to worry about? I don't think there's really a
1: whole lot to worry about. I mean, okay. he's walking more than he strikes out, which is huge, in my opinion. Yeah. Because rookies typically don't do that. True. Uh Beyond base is a little lower than I expected, but... He's only 45 plate appearances in. So it's like, it's a little concerning, but I don't think it's that big yet. Okay. And just about every projection say he's going to just wall up the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, hopefully so. Well, I'm, so I'm looking at some of his advanced stats and something that really surprised me is um, his hard hit percentage, man. Like it's, it's at 58.6% which is absolutely monstrous, especially considering the MLB average is 38.9. So he's got about 20 percentage points above the MLB average. Um, you know, I can't wait to hear the the TV crew talk about that, you know, for the next 40 out-bats if he struggles. <laughs> but hey, you know what? It, it's something, something positive to look at, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I will also add, uh, I, even on I really don't like this stat, uh, mm-hmm. BABIP mm-hmm. aka the luckstat. <laughs> yes, correct, uh, is a is sitting at a nice 172 for Vinny mm-hmm. so not great although he is hitting a lot into the shift and that's yeah, something sure. he'll just have to learn
0: which means yeah. we'll hear <laughs> Hud talk about going the other way even more correct Correct. Well, hey, you know what? If I'm Vinny Pasquantino, I'm all for that banning the shift rule because, man, they have a very, very heavy shift on him to start off his yeah. uh, his career. But, yeah, I definitely. Oh, man, did you see when he uh, when he did the splits to get that to get that out at first base? I think it was Friday night.
1: Yeah, that was. man. that's definitely not something I expected from Vinny, if I'm honest. You know Cause...
0: what? I I'm not going to lie. I'm right there with you. Cause he's a big dude. I mean, and as
1: a fellow, uh, big dude, (laughs) it's nice to see.
0: There you go. And, uh, so are you going to be going out there doing the splits Trey?
1: Uh, maybe if I was 16 and still playing first base. Hey, there you
0: go. (laughs) There you go. Well, look, I had the, I had the opportunity to watch Vinny a little bit out here at old dominion university. Um, and the, even then he just looked like a, a man among boys. Like he's, is, he's is just a big guy and watching him, you know, get those doubles that he's gotten is it's nerve wracking at points, you know? Yeah.
1: I, I was up in Iowa last month and <laughs> mm-hmm. I went to two Iowa Cubs games when the storm chasers were up there. Oh, cool. And yeah, Vinny is <laughs> definitely, uh, was at that point, definitely, ready for the majors
0: oh i bet he, i bet
1: he was oh it was so fun to watch him and prado of course and just about every other prospect that i like
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that that's something we haven't even touched on so nick prado is going to represent the kansas city royals in this year's future game um which was if i'm being honest straight, it was slightly surprising yeah it was a little surprising since he's been in the
1: uh, system for what five years now, yeah. He was drafted in 17
0: or 18. He was drafted in 17,
1: yeah. But he's after his first couple of years, he's definitely resurged into a
0: top 100 prospect in the minors, so it makes sense for like it. It just wasn't, I definitely agree that he has the name recognition and he's kind of the, the sexy pick for the futures game. But I am surprised that, you know, maybe a, a Michael Massey, who's been who's been tearing it up um, in Omaha right now, like that he wasn't considered or there are a couple of other prospects that might that their names are escaping me right now, which is embarrassing um, that I had on my shortlist. But I definitely think Nick Prado is a is a good choice and he will represent the Royals very well in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, I, I think he will, too. Maybe not as well as like uh, Sully Matias a couple oh of years my ago. Gosh.
0: Yeah. That was such a good futures game. <laughs> yeah, that it was. That was an amazing futures game. And hey, look, Sully, he is putting in work right now for the Naturals. He is, um, I'll have to put up, pull up. So, like I said, we, we stand Royals Farm Report over here. If, if you can't tell, but they, uh, they put up a tweet last night with his, like stat line over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's like, he's just, he's still striking out at a crazy rate, which I can't wait for that to stop, honestly. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's just the trade off you get with Suli.
1: Yeah. He's, he's pretty much the ideal, like uh three true outcome guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's either going to hit a bomb, strike out too much, and get on base at a good rate, maybe.
0: Let's well, see. So, so I mean, we're talking about strikeouts. Um, so, Suli stat line since May 25th. So, that's 122 plate appearances. So, pretty good sample size <laughs> 33% K rate, <laughs> but a 15.6 walk rate, a 995 OPS. And a 150 weighted runs created plus like all that, that great line when you're striking out a third of the time, just (laughs) astounds me, man. Yeah. He's that, that
1: line just says every time he hits, it's an extra base hit pretty much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dang, dang near. And the dude, dude's got a hose for an arm. Like he, he can really rocket it in from right field.
1: He's also not as bad a defender as I
0: thought he might be. <laughs> he has he has certainly grown in that facet in his game, which is um, something very good to see. And honestly, I can't even remember how old he is off the top of my head. Uh, twenty-four? Is he twenty-four? Twenty-four or twenty-three? Shoot, if he's still twenty-three, uh, that'd be yeah, crazy. twenty-three. Man. well, he's still got some time, right? Yeah. He'll, he'll get there eventually, but Hey, Trey. So first, um, please remind our listeners where you can, where can they go find your article on Scott Barlow? Uh, uh, inside the Royals.com. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it was, are you putting out anything else? Uh, not the
1: current moment, but okay. once school starts up again, uh, I write for the Baker orange. Okay. So you could, there
0: they also have a Twitter at The Baker Orange. Okay. Go find his go find your stuff over there. Very good. Very good. Hey, I so I gotta ask, cause this is a weird spot where our paths have crossed. Have you been doing anything for KC Kingdom lately? <laughs> uh not really, if I'm <laughs> honest.
1: I, yeah. I have I think I did one article this year and it was I think
0: it was trade
1: candidates, ironically, okay. for the Royals nice
0: you know what hey it it works it's about royals ball so exactly if you you want to go dig up trey's loan article (laughs) for casey kingdom please go check it out
1: well that's Um, my loan
0: article this year well yes yes sorry sorry and it might be a little outdated unfortunately Uh, i mean the trade candidates i I think i still had scott barlow on there at least there you go well let's see you probably had scott barlow whitmerfield of course um and i'm trying to think of who else you would have put on there hold on i'll just pull it up there you go there you go
1: cuz i know i did one last year as well okay where i said nicky lopez oh yeah look man which is pretty much blasphemous coming from me man. as i am part of the nicky lopez fan
0: club it is if someone has cooled. I don't know if anyone has cooled off more in the royal system than than Nicky Lopez is here.
1: And I hate agreeing with that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <sighs> I was so excited last year when he was just hitting the ball, walking, playing know. obviously the best defense in the league. Yeah. <laughs> should be a two time Gold Glover.
0: Yep, should have been. This year is kind of the other end of the spectrum for him, unfortunately. Oh,
1: ironically, that article was, the third target was Nicky Lopez. Hey,
0: there it is. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? So, hey, two two for three, that's a pretty good batting line for the Royals for a night. So, we will take it here on the podcast, Trey. Don't you worry about it. I mean... A couple of my guesses have been good writing wise. Okay, there you go. Well, hey, um, please just continue to to push your stuff on your Twitter. Uh, where? What is your Twitter handle so listeners can go follow you? Uh, my Twitter
1: at is uh, at capital T Donova seven.
0: Okay. All right. And we will uh, we'll make sure to tag Trey in our episode promo on our Twitter. So please uh, go give him a follow when you get a chance. Trey, the the normal thing that we ask our first time listeners here on the podcast, and I'm kind of kind of coming out of left field on y'all for this one. What is your favorite ballpark food? Favorite ballpark
1: food. (laughs) Honestly,
0: this is going to sound basic,
1: but a hot dog is always a good one.
0: Heck yeah. Let's go. We, we stand good hot dogs here on the podcast. All right. We are, we're all about it here. Um, exactly. Do you do, do you like them steamed? Like the, like the old school ballpark way of doing it?
1: I honestly, it doesn't matter. I'll eat, <laughs> I'll eat a hot dog any way it's made pretty much.
0: Hell yeah. You know what? I am. I'm all, I'm all for mystery meats and i i have no clue what's in a hot dog i couldn't list off the ingredients for you but i know it does taste good with some ketchup and some bread wrapped around it exactly (laughs) well trey thank you so much for joining the podcast uh tonight we really do appreciate it please keep up your good work over there inside the royals okay yep i plan on hopefully still get pumping out an article a week sounds like a plan yeah you you have been doing a good job at that much better than myself i can't lie
1: This is definitely the most consistent I've been. (laughs) Hey, glad to hear it,
0: man. Please make sure to go um, follow Inside the Royals at Inside the Royals on Twitter. And you can also follow the podcast at Royal Rundown Pod on Twitter. We are 10 followers away from the Magic 300 number. Um, So if you want to be one of those 10, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, And again, thank you for listening, and until next time, go Royals!